Hello, friends. I am Lynn McLaughlin. And I'm Karen Iverson Riggers. And this is Real, real by <laughs> Let's get real. Real emotions, real experiences. Join us to explore authenticity and how to get real with yourself and others. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Vibes Only. This is Karen here with my person, my co-host, my co-conspirator, uh, my imaginary, I was just going to say imaginary, imaginary friend. friend. I could be occasionally. <laughs> my imaginary friend, Lynn. Oh, that was great. Um, and we're here together for another episode to talk about what's real, what's real emotions, uh, what's real for us. Today, we're excited. We're kind of talking about um, a project that we're working on, but it really aligns with everything you've heard on any of the episodes that you've listened to in this project is called Community Living Room. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the history of Community Living Room, what it is, what it looks like, why, why this big dream happened, and to talk a little bit about how you might connect with the Community Living Room. So we're, we're so excited about this. So I can start with a little bit of history. So Lynn and I have been doing work together now for almost five years. That I love and that. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I know. Although the universe kept trying to put us in each other's paths, like over and over and over, friends. Every time we, we talk about things and it's like, oh, oh, we were supposed to connect. We're supposed to connect. We finally got it together five years ago <laughs> and started working together. And our work really uh, was grounded through a community organization called Levin in our community that provides emergency financial assistance. And a shout out to Levin for their support in seeding this work, uh, for the amazing work that they do in our community, and for the recognition that Levin had that folks who were coming into their agency for a financial crisis probably we're dealing with a lot more than that. And so they wanted to better prepare their volunteers. They wanted to create space for folks to talk about what was going on for them. And so that's kind of where we came in, bringing in emotional CPR, which is a community public health approach to supporting folks in emotional distress and crisis. And so we started this training at Levin with their volunteers and staff, with other community agencies that were connected with Levin. And part of this work was creating a listening space at Levin, a space where folks could just walk in and talk to somebody. Somebody who would listen without judgment, without like shoulds, right? Without all the shoulds of you should do this or you should do this, without the pressure of having to create a plan right, or follow, you know, with and recognizing that folks are experts in their own lived experience, right? They are the experts in their lives. And so this listening space was created at Levin, and it is still alive um, and, and still there, making a space for folks to talk about what's real for them. 
So this listening space happened and we had all these folks coming through emotional CPR training, which grew and grew and grew. We had lots of people asking like, where do I find this kind of space in community? Because although this Levin listening space is open to anyone from for community, really mostly the people that are utilizing the space are folks who are accessing services through Levin. We also had all of these big dream conversations and we've got like spreadsheets and documents <laughs> that we created, like these big dream documents of like, what if, what if there were spaces in community where you could just walk in and talk to somebody without having to make an appointment, right? And and some of this not like- clinical, Not non-clinical, mutual based, right? It's human to human, right? I'm not the expert right? You're the expert. And part of this big dream was like, that's it. Like, we're going to buy a whole bunch of RVs and we're just going <laughs> to go to where people are, right? We're just going to drive and show up when someone in the community is struggling. I mean, this is like the big dream kind of thing, right? And so we talked about it. We dreamed about it. We shared this dream with other people. And, and now this dream is being made real, which just like blows our minds all the time, right? Blows our minds all the time. So we received a planning grant from the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley region to explore what it would mean to bring this kind of space to community. And we called it community living room because we want it to feel like you're walking into a comfortable space, right? Maybe you get a cup of tea, maybe you have a little snack, right? And talk to somebody like a, a friend, a trusted person. And so we received a planning grant and we did a ton of stakeholder interviews. We interviewed people from community, all sorts of folks from community organizations um, to people who were connected with this kind of work to funders and said, this is what we're thinking about. What do you think? And it was like overwhelming, like when can you start? Can it be open 24 7, 365? <laughs> like, can this be everywhere? It was, I mean, really well received. And so, all of that work led to us then getting two grants so far and more funding on the way to start Community Living Room. So, that's a little bit about the history and background. But I'm going to pass the mic to Lynn to just talk more about like, what is community living room? Why did we name it community living room? What does it do? What does it feel like? What does it look like? So to me, um, well, it was named community living room and we asked a lot of people, does that feel like a welcoming space? Does that feel like, um, feel, feel welcoming was really the primary goal of the name behind it, it was creating a space where you could show up authentically. You know, the feeling, um, a feeling of home where you're welcome exactly as you are. And I think that's probably the most powerful piece of this. And I, I want so much for people to experience it because sometimes we can describe it and use all kinds of words, but it's that feeling of and I, safety isn't the right word, but it kind of is, um, where someone is hearing you and seeing you and valuing you as a human being exactly as you are. 
And I think about that from the perspective of we talk about emotion a lot, right? And um, whether it's extreme joy or extreme sadness or frustration or anger, so often we're asked to stay in that neutral place of no big emotions. And we need to be seen in all of our emotions. So knowing that this space is available when you're frustrated and knowing um, that the person isn't going to be say, saying something like, it's not that big of a deal, get over it. Um, I think oftentimes that's what the fear is. I also firmly believe, and this is again why I think it's so important that people give it a chance and come and meet us and share the space with us. So much of our world is transactional. And it's if you come here, here's what the expectation is. You will need to volunteer or you will need to like, you get something because you give something. And this space is 100% unconditional, non-transactional. And we are there because we want to be there. We're there because we want to provide the space of connection. Uh, we talk often about connection is prevention. And when I allow myself to be seen in my vulnerabilities or in my whatever, wherever I am, when I allow myself to be seen there, there is a feeling of I matter. And more than anything, that's, you know, that's what the space we want this space to be is we see you, we hear you especially right now when so many people are struggling, are overwhelmed, are anxious, um, are depressed, our, our world is a lot right now. And it's been this building of layer, 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 layer. And a lot of people are hitting that, that point, that breaking point. And um, we want to be there through all of that, we want to help prevent a breaking point by providing a space for people to share exactly where they're at. Um, I, I never imagined this would be the direction our work went in. And I think a big piece of it came as we were doing these emotional CPR trainings and people started to open up and people started to connect at a level that some had never connected before. Uh, and knowing that the power of that, the feeling your body relax, that there is someone with you that sees you and hears you. And I realize I'm repeating a lot of the same thing. Um, and yet there's sometimes there's no words because it's a heart-centered feeling of I matter. Um, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> every, every time I talk about this, every time we talk about this, I'm like, this is real. This is what we get to do. Because I think some of the incredible power, like you named, right, this piece around many of the interactions that we have are transactional. Like I do this, I get this, right? And this is very much not transactional. This is very much present moment support. And support that's mutual, so human to human, 
which I think is really powerful to normalize many of the feelings that we are experiencing right now. I think about when I start to have real conversations with friends, with people that I'm connected with and really talk about how I'm doing and it gives them permission to really talk about how they're doing. And there is a huge, the word relief comes to mind. The word relief comes to mind. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything about the circumstances, but it fundamentally changes something about the way I feel about it, which is like, oh gosh, like with all that I'm carrying, what I'm feeling is normal, right? These reactions that I'm having are normal. And that's part of the, that is part of the really, I don't know if you want to call it mission of this space, or that is part of the the framework of this space is supporting folks in recognizing a few things. One, that we are all carrying so much right now. And so the reactions that we're having and these feelings that we're having are normal, are normal reactions to having been through something extraordinary and continuing to go through a time that is uncertain. Second, I think that dynamic, Lynn, you listed up and you're like, I know I'm repeating myself. And, and I said, I know, but that's so important because part of the framework of this space is supporting folks in really being seen and heard just as they are. So many times when we step into a space, whether that's with a friend or a family member, or even with um, a mental health counselor, or it could be another professional we're connected with in community, many times, and this is just part of our inclination as humans, we get into fix-it mode, right? We get into fix-it mode and we stop listening to what the person is really saying and really feeling. And the framework of the space is connecting at the level of emotion and honoring emotion and seeing that emotion and making space for folks to really connect with themselves. And to do that in a way that's connecting with someone else, we we often say that healing happens in relationships. And I really believe that, that this kind of space can offer a kind of healing that many of us are seeking right now and offers it without having to make an appointment and offers it without having to wait six weeks to get in somewhere and offers it um, again without condition, right? That you, you have to, at the end of this, come out with something. One of the things when we were in conversations with stakeholders, we had some people say that like, what are you going to do what are you going to do for people? And, and we said and kind of repeated, like, we are going to listen and hold space and really listen. It is not about doing. It is about being. And that's a radical shift from what a lot of folks experience in community. And so it's going to take some time. We know it's going to take some time for people to understand what, what this really is. And, and what it isn't, right? There are so many great spaces in community that are connecting people with resources that are helping to create plans for whatever it is that might be an obstacle in folks' way. Um, and that's that's community living room is really the outcome when we're writing our grants. The outcome for community living room is connection, that folks feel connected. And I say, that's it. 
<laughs> I mean, that's really complicated, right? <laughs> and I think there's, you know, in the, the couple of living rooms that we've had really acknowledging a lot of feelings that people have about a space like this, like there is, you know, there is that, um, there's curiosity about what is this? And definitely, you know, the, the fear of the, what, what, what do I need to do to be able to be in this space and, and really eliminating those barriers by people experiencing it uh, and experiencing connection. And again, that feeling of being seen and heard. Um, yeah, I love everything about it. I love everything about it. And uh, more than anything, want want people to give it a give it a give it an experience come and see us come and see what it's about uh people that have gone through the ECPR training this is the space that we dreamed this is the space that um utilizes the same framework of unconditional positive regard and acceptance and non-judgment uh so yeah, I'm excited about it. And I, we now have a web page, uh, www.communitylivingroom.org is the website address. If you're interested in learning where we're going to be and what we're up to and want to understand more about what it's about, if you want to support us either financially or are interested in getting involved. Um, and you can also go to our regular website, www.ebbandflowcooperative.com. Uh, and that has a link directly to the community living room. Um, but we are, we are so excited that this space is, is existing. Another really important piece of it is we're going to have scheduled time, but we're also going to have community need time. So if you are within an organization or if there is um, an event coming up or something that happens that your organization is needing support, um, we are here for you. Uh, to provide that space to work through the the emotion piece of it, because that's such such an important part of our human experience and often gets pushed by the wayside in favor of thought or think your way through something. Um, this is a space to feel your way through. Yeah, that is, um, I love some of that dynamic of what we are able to do with community living room, we're calling them pop-up spaces. I mean, eventually our hope and dream, which is going to come true as well, is that we're going to have kind of a permanent space that will have permanent space in community. But one of the things that we heard through stakeholder interviews is the importance of making this space accessible. And I say that in a really broad way. That's not just location and maybe accessibility based on your ability. Um, but accessibility to make that the space 
connected with other resources so folks know, right, this is a trusted space. That was, that was, that's an accessibility thing for me, right, to hear about, like, is it safe for me to walk in this space and really talk to somebody? It's a big deal to think about getting vulnerable with somebody you don't know. It's a big deal. So what are all the ways that we can break down some of those barriers? So um, we know that part of this work is going to continue to be offering pop-up spaces in community in collaboration with local organizations, or as Lynn said, at community events, um, that, you know, when we show up, that folks know, like, oh, this organization that I trust invited these folks in, and so there's now this trusted space that I can enter into. Um, I also wanted to mention through our website, our community living room website, not only will you be able to see where and when upcoming spaces are, um, but you can also sign up for our tech service, which is a way to keep in touch and is also a way for us to connect with you. Our vision for that is um, to, be, to be offering we're just calling them connection texts, right? Reminders for us to check in with ourselves. Reminders for us to check in to see how connected we are with ourselves or maybe thinking about how we can connect with other people. And so that text service, you can sign up um, right through our website. <clears throat> We're not gonna bombard you. It really is like, I oh, I think of all the texts I get right now, all sorts of like marketing <laughs> texts. This is this is a thing, right? And I also get um a a connection text that comes from a local person that teaches meditation. And every day it's just a reminder. It's a reminder to be mindful. And it's amazing how impactful that is to just take a moment out of my day to connect with myself. And that's our vision for this. So if you're looking for that in your life, wherever you are, um, please, please pop on our website and sign up for um, sign up for our text connection. We'd love to connect with you. On the website, there's also a contact form. If you want to request a community living room space for an organization that you're with, <clears throat> if you have a community need that arrives, or if you're just like, this is amazing and I want to offer this, um, where I'm connected. We do have some geographic restrictions right now based on our funding. So we're just out of Gimme, Calumet, Winnebago counties, and Wapaka counties. So just, just so you're aware, that's kind of where we can do in-person um, spaces right now. But we're really excited to be able to partner with other organizations to offer this to the folks that are connected with you. So please reach out if you have any questions, if you wanna learn more, if you wanna co-host a space, or if you wanna connect with our um, connection texts, we'd love to hear from you. Anything else you wanna add, Lynn? Not really. I mean, also I think uh, with the pop-up, we're going to be adding virtual dates as well because um, sometimes that's a barrier as well. And virtual has become um, one of the ways that we connect as well. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So we're so glad to have shared a little bit about Community Living Room with you today on Real Vibes Only. As always, check out our other episodes. We love to hear from you. So if you have ideas of what you'd like to hear us talk about, please, please uh, 
please connect with us. Um, you can check out our websites that Lynn mentioned, communitylivingroom.org and ebbandflowcooperative.com. You'll find information about our trainings, <clears throat> upcoming events, and then, of course, with Community Living Room, you can learn all about Community Living Room um, and connect with us that way as well. So until next time, friends, connection is prevention. And so I am going to encourage you to think about how you can connect with yourself today and how you can connect with somebody else. And maybe that's coming to a community living room space. We'd love to see you. Thanks, everyone. And until next time, we'll see you on Real Vibes Only. Take care.